everyone. Welcome to Senorita Not Senora. This is your host, Sarah Rios. Today's topic is something that is very near and dear to my heart. I hope it provides some insight on depression, whether it is for you or to support someone you know that is dealing with depression. This is a trigger warning. I will be pretty open about my personal experience, and if at any point this episode makes you uncomfortable, please pause me. I definitely don't want to trigger anyone. I asked my friend Paul to join me on this episode. We will be having an open conversation about depression. With that said, let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for having me, and thank you for talking about this tough topic. Yes, I'm going to be very open about it, so it's going to be a bit hard for me. Understood. I think this would be hard for anybody, but I do think that it's something that, um, you know, people need to hear. So I'm very proud of you for doing this episode, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, So I guess let's get into it. Um, So I've struggled with depression for the past 10 years now. It took me a long time to finally seek help. And one of the harder things for me was accepting the fact that I was depressed. I think it's hard when you grow up in a Mexican household, there's just this stigma that if you go seek help, you're either crazy or you're seen as weak. So I started to believe that I was just crazy or weak. And that's why it took me so long to finally find someone to help me out with my depression. Yeah, that's very tough. I mean, you think about it. um, A lot of us have a similar background growing up in a household like that. Uh, Or, I mean, think about people in different career fields that it's seen as weak to ask for help. I mean, the military, which you do have experience in, law enforcement, um, you know, there's a lot of stigma around mental health right now. And that's why I think this is a very important topic. And I'm very glad that you're talking about it because uh, people need to hear this stuff, Sarah. Once I finally did accept the help, it was just because I couldn't take it anymore. I was just, I didn't feel present in my everyday life anymore. I would be, ha- I would be out with my family. We'd be having a great day. We'd be experiencing something super fun, and I just couldn't feel like I was present with them. Like, a part of me was just missing. Like, I would be there physically, but emotionally and mentally, like, I wasn't there. And I felt so guilty, and, like, I had so much shame because I was like, why am I not with my family right now? Like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I be with them? Right, right. No, and, you know, Sarah, I have a similar experience um, having had uh, depression, depression issues Um, and anxiety issues. Now I I realize what they are as an adult, but, you know, growing up, I had no idea what was wrong. Um, You know, I would, I would do something that was just amazing and and incredible and and everybody would be having a great time. And then I was just kind of there, just like how you mentioned, it was just kind of very surreal. Like I knew I was there and I knew I should be happy. I knew I should be uplifted by whatever it was that happened. But instead it's just kind of like, I was like, okay, what's what's happening now you know is it time to go home you know it was just a it was a sad experience a sad feeling for me no I get that that makes complete sense to me like everything you just said like that was me I mean I've been married before you've been married before but like when I got married it should have been like the happiest day of my life but in that moment I still didn't feel present and the same right. goes when, like, I graduated college or graduated high school. Those are all big life moments that I feel like I missed out on just because I couldn't feel fully there. Right. Yeah. You know, when I when I finally ended up speaking to um, a therapist about, you know, issues I was having and, and I didn't know anything about depression or anxiety. And um, when I when I was telling her about my experience and, you know, just kind of what we're talking about now, um, she said, you know, The thing is that most people experience a high 
you know, and she raised her hand up to a certain level. She was like, and this is where they're at when they're excited or when they have a major life uh, event, like you said, a marriage or a graduation or a birth of a child. And she said, and then when they have a low and then she moved her hand about midway, she said, this is where their lows are. And she was like, but people with depression, their highs start like lower than a quote unquote normal person's um, low point. And that's where your high maxes out. So your mm-hmm. lows go further down below, um, you know, where theirs go. And that's when you get into some of these tougher, uh, you know, ideas like, um, you know, there's suicide, suicidal thoughts or self-harm and these kinds of things. Um, and that's why there's people that are out there to help the therapists, um, people that, you know, um, psychiatrists that could prescribe medications to help you and that kind of stuff. But it was very eye opening because, you know, my whole life, I just thought, well, this is normal. And I thought, well, everybody must deal with this. But in reality, not everybody does. No, I agree with you completely. I thought it was normal, too. That's why I was I didn't get help for so long. I was like, no, it's normal to be this depressed or this down or to not feel this present or to constantly have these thoughts of self-harm and suicidal ideation. Like I was like, everybody has that. Right. And so I think I brought it up to a friend and they're like, Sarah, no, I don't have thoughts like that. Like you don't. (laughs) I was like, oh, right. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're, we're, we're smiling and laughing now, but I, it's because, you know, we've, we've gone through this pain. We've gone through the struggle of trying to figure out what in the world is happening and why is this happening? Um, but, you know, just to know that there is assistance, but, you know, this is a tough topic and, um, and can you kind of get into a little bit more about uh, how did you seek help and um, you know, your search for therapists and, and that kind of thing? Yeah. So I finally did start going to therapy and I was put on medication pretty quickly on in the beginning and it was just life changing. The second, like I started taking medication after those first couple of weeks after I got used to it, I was, I thought it was the craziest thing. It was like, my, I, I felt like I finally had a chance to live my life. Like uh, I felt like uh, everyone else, I was like, how are people like this? How do people feel like this every single day without medication? <laughs> but that's amazing. Right. They're so lucky. Like I, I would feel so blessed if that was me. But did you, you know. did you have a hard time finding a therapist and what about like getting the right medication? Did that take a while as well? Yeah. So it took a long time to find the right therapist. I went through like, I think four or five therapists, four or five counselors, four or five psychiatrists, like all of them. Like I just had to find the right fit and it had to be someone that you're comfortable with that you can talk to them and be honest with them. So that took a while to find the right person to see for psychiatry and therapy. And then the medication was another story. That's like a whole nother, you have to make sure that the medication actually makes you feel better. I know I took one medication that made me be more aggressive and like just mm. agitated all the time. And I was just like, I cannot be on this. Like I'm really agitated with everyone around me. But the medicine affects not just you, but it affects your family because they see you adjusting to it. Like there was right. like one day where I was really tired. I, like I just had my medicine increased and I was just exhausted the entire day so I couldn't spend the day with my family and they were like what's wrong and I'm like I don't I'm adjusting to the medication like my body's adjusting to it I can't do anything like I'm exhausted well but and I'm, like talking about that um you know can you kind of get into like coping and and you know how you cope n- number one pre uh therapy pre-medication how did you cope with you know your depression then 
before you might, might even knew, known what it was. And then after, like you were just kind of getting into with, um, you know, you, you were on medication, your, your body was struggling to try and figure out, okay, what's happening here? How do I make this work? Can you kind of get into that? I didn't really cope before my, with my depression. I kind of just shoved my feelings down and I was like, no, this is normal. People feel like this. And I kind of just shoved it down and distracted myself with something happy. And I was like, this will do. But it didn't, yeah. it, that didn't work out because then you have these outbursts, like these explosions of feelings and emotions that were just shoved down and it comes out 10 times worse than it would have if you would have just let yourself feel them. Yeah. So well, uh, you... I stopped doing that. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I said, I stopped doing that. Um, and I'm, lear- I'm still coping. I'm still learning how to cope with my feelings and my emotions. But I've, what I found that is the most helpful is just talking to someone. But definitely having a therapist or a friend or a close family member that you trust and that you can talk to is one of the best ways to just release those feelings and those emotions. And if you could do you know, not sir, Yes. Well, no, go ahead. Please finish. Okay. And if you're not not comfortable comfortable. saying them out loud, you can always write them in a journal. You can record voice memos for yourself. So you can like go back to them and you can hear how you sound when you're you're having your highs and when you're having your lows. I've done that in the past before. Like when I first got my medication prescribed, I recorded a voice memo for myself and I sound so happy. It's insane. Like I, I was just like, this is the best day of my life. No, that's great. When those are also um, good points of advice uh, for people that are that are struggling with any sort of mental, um, you know, illness or mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one, one thing that that I found, um, you know, in my my personal struggles with depression and anxiety were that, you know, I just wanted someone to understand me. Um, and, you know, I had I had friends or partners or whatever that I would try to explain you know, where my, my mind was going and, and I really didn't fully comprehend what was going on, but, you know, they were kind of looking at me like, okay, you're doing great in school. You're healthy. You have a great family. You know, you have a job or whatever it might be, whatever situation was in my life. Why are you, why are you acting this way? Why are you sad all the time? Or why can't you, you know, when I was dealing with major anxiety issues, why can't you just be normal again, like go back mm-hmm. to, you know, going into HEB or whatever it was that, that I couldn't do because my anxiety was just like peaking so high. And, you know, it almost felt like a, well, you better fix this kind of situation. And, you know, I didn't even know what was happening and I didn't understand it at all. And, you know, being a guy, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, we kind of, we kind of clam up and we think, okay, yeah, we just need to fix it. Um, and, and so just get over here, just get over it and fix it. Um, and unfortunately, I think that kind of made it linger longer and longer and sometimes get stronger um, because I didn't know how to cope with it. And so these uh, examples that you gave are, are excellent. And I, and I appreciate that. And, you know, a lot of that stuff also worked for me uh, as well when I was dealing with it. Um, but kind of taking it a little bit step further um, you know, with, with mental, mental health issues and mental illness, unfortunately, a lot of times it kind of goes really far the wrong way and quickly. Um, and so can you kind of talk about the suicidal ideation or, or any times, any type of issue like that, that, that you experienced and, and can you give some advice on, 
um, how somebody can seek help if they're having those types of thoughts? Yes. So something I have struggled with in the past and still struggle to this day is with suicidal ideation and thoughts of self-harm. And it's hard for me to share, but in the past, I have acted on these thoughts. Um, Like I said, it's hard to share that and say it out loud for people to hear, but it's the truth. And I think it's important to be open about our struggles because there are people that they don't have a support system and they do feel alone with this mental illness but right. they're not alone if you're struggling with the mental in if you're struggling with the mental illness and you know someone that just let them know that they're not alone their thoughts and their feelings are valid that they are loved in this world and then if they ever are in danger or you know someone in danger please call or text the suicide crisis lifeline at 988 that was recently changed and i think that was amazing that they changed it to just a three digit number to 988 I found a reddit thread that people were just talking about how they were feeling and I just felt better just knowing that I'm not alone and that people do go through this also with me. Right. Yeah, no, that's an important part of it too, because like I was kind of alluding to, uh, you know, when I was younger and, and really kind of struggling really, really bad with a lot of these depression, depressive thoughts and, and mm-hmm. anxiety and all that kind of stuff. It just seemed like I was, I was alone. Um, and then, you know, what I started to do is I just, I was Googling everything, right? And I, and I found a whole bunch of different books. And um, I just, I read probably eight different books on, you know, coping with depression or coping with anxiety. Um, I'm, I, do, I do think therapy is a, is a great thing. I think it helps a lot of folks. I'm just not one to, to necessarily make the time to do that. Unfortunately, I think I probably... Uh, <laughs> burdened, uh, unfortunately, a lot of my friends, you know, because I, I didn't understand what was going on. And I would talk about it, or I'd talk about what I had read in different books. Um, and you know, they wanted to be supportive. And they just didn't understand that, that those feelings, um, you know, of depression and anxiety, they didn't get it. Um, but they were trying to be kind. And they were they were being allies to me, which was great. Um, but really, I think what, what helped me the most was just reading and further understanding myself and also being kind to myself. Um, you know, I, I was mad. I didn't understand why these things were happening and why I couldn't make them stop. Um, but in reality, you can. Um, and, and you could do that through medication. You could do that through therapy. You could do it through exercise. You could do it through so many different avenues. You just have to find what's right for you. What do you think about that? I think that's great. Yeah, I agree with you that there's something out there for everyone. So there's books, there's blogs, there's podcasts. Like this is a podcast about depression right now. So you you will find something and it just helps when you also have a great support system. Like you just said, you were were probably a burden to your friends. I'm sure you weren't a burden to your friends. I'm sure they're very happy to help and very happy to just be there for you. Um, But it's always it's always great to have a good support system to lean on when you're having those thoughts because god forbid you have a, like you're struggling through suicidal ideation and you're alone and you have no one to contact um so i think the best thing to do is just try to reach out to people let somebody know what you're going through i know it's right. hard to open up to people but it will help you, you know you know what I found, Sarah, that, you know, yes, I, and I said that I felt like I was a burden on people just because I'm, 
I'm probably the same as a lot of other folks who, you know, you don't want to talk about your issues. You don't want to mm-hmm. talk about your own problems. You want to be there to support your friends, but you know what? You're right. You talk to enough people. And unfortunately there are millions of us who are struggling with depression and anxiety and who are dealing with any sort of mental health issue or mental illness, millions of people. And you don't have to look too far to find somebody who's been there, done that, and might have a good suggestion for you. But at the end of the day, really, it comes down to what works for you. And I think that's what I really appreciate about you sharing your story, because you took all these different steps. And I I mean, I did the same too. But the, the main thing that you didn't do is you didn't give up on yourself. And, and neither did I. And, and I feel like that's where I, I want anyone who's struggling with these issues to know, just don't give up on yourself. Like, hang in there. And, and there is something. And there is someone or a group of people or there, there's, a, there's an answer that can help you. Um, and I don't know about you, Sarah, and I kind of want you to get into this as well. But, you know, I still, I still fight almost every day against anxiety issues that I deal with and it's obnoxious. I mean, there's days where, you know, I, I, I don't know why my brain goes there, but my, my brain goes to like this place that's dark and scary and and I'm afraid, you know, and it it makes me kind of live a smaller life. Um, And that's, it's unacceptable to me. Um, And so one thing that I learned from a therapist at one point was she said, you know, forgive yourself, be kind to yourself, but be angry at your anxiety. And she told me that, and you know, that works for me that some people need to be kinder to their anxiety. Look, it's part of me. And it's like, you know, I'm going to be dealing with this for the rest of my life. But, but I, when I start having those thoughts, it's almost like I tell it, no, you know what, you're not going to ruin my day. You're not going to ruin this moment in my life. I want to experience this to the fullest. And I can't do that here. So you got to go. And that, that's kind of helped me out a lot. Now, there's still, like, limitations and stuff. There's certain things I won't do. But, you know, it's a work in progress. Um, but I think that if we just all recognize the value in our lives, our individual lives, and the, the reason why we're here, whatever that may be, it's bigger than our anxiety and it's bigger than our depression. I think you worded that perfectly. And I love that, the be kind to yourself, be angry with your anxiety. Yeah, that's that's worded perfectly. Like I've always tried to put it together in words somehow and I've never been able to, but I, that's going to stick with me forever. Good. Well, I'm glad that it works. And, and that's the thing. I mean, we're doing the exact thing that I think we're trying to get other people to do is, is talk about it. Like there shouldn't be a stigma. We are talking about millions and millions of people in this country who are dealing with these issues, but they're dealing with them silently. And, and I just, I feel like that's, that's making our lives small and, and we need to figure out ways to make this not a stigma. You're not weak. You're not weak for, for having these thoughts or for having these feelings or for dealing with these issues. You're stronger. You're stronger than most people because you are able to overcome. And to me, I feel like that's what we need to focus on. The good, winning the battle and moving forward. I agree. And another thing you can do is like, just remind yourself to fill up your cup with positive things, like surround yourself with positive people, do positive things, do things that fulfill you. Like if running fulfills you, go running. If writing fulfills you, go writing, like just do things that fill up your cup. And then just remember 
when you're doing something or you're talking to someone, just is this person helping you or are they hurting you? That's something I've I've thought about too. Yeah. Can you go a little bit further into that? You had told me about this once before and I, I think it's, I think it's fantastic about the people that fill you up and the people that drain you. Oh yeah. I told, I think I told you the vacuum and the battery thing. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's true. It's, you def it definitely matters who you surround yourself with. Like even if it's just one negative person, their negativity can affect you profoundly. And yeah, so just focus on who you hang out with, focus on who you spend your time with and just always ask yourself, is this gonna help me or is it gonna hurt me? Is doing this there gonna help go. my mental health or is it gonna hurt my mental health? There you go. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Excellent advice. Um, And I just wanted to address self-harm a little bit, just if anyone is having thoughts of self-harm. I think what I found in the past, the best thing for me to do when I am having thoughts of self-harm is just to remove myself from the situation that I'm currently in and do things that fill up my cup. Like just remove myself. Like if I'm in a corner and I'm thinking of hurting myself, like with a knife or some sort of weapon, like just stay away from that room put the weapon away or whatever it is that you're doing and just get out of there and just focus on the good and just to summarize a little bit uh this episode we addressed support systems suicidal ideation self-harm coping seeking help you are not alone your feelings are valid i hope this provided some insight towards depression and anxiety and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day thank you for joining me paul Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sarah. And thank you for being brave and sharing your story. You too.